The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, uh, okay, it is 3.06 in, uh, on this Friday afternoon, and as promised, going to lighten things up a bit on this, on this heavy day. And we're thrilled to welcome our friend Len Rhodes, President and CEO of uh, Your Edmonton Eskimos, back to the studio. Hi, Len. Hi, Jay, Len. Oh, great to be. Have you here? Have you come down from the Grey Cup Festival? Oh, gosh, not <laughs> yet, but uh, what a great experience. I am having people... From across this country, every day sending notes or calling saying how marvelous Edmonton put on as a host for the Grey Cup Festival. And we had high aspirations. You know, you go back two years ago mm-hmm. when we put this bid together and it was all on paper. And then you talk about key moments. I remember going to see uh, Minister Ricardo Miranda, who has uh, culture and sports in his portfolio. And he was my first yes. And then we went to the city, (laughs) and the city was the next yes. And we thought we'd be at Churchill Square, but it wasn't available. And they wanted to work with us, and they asked what we'd want, and we asked for a few blocks on Jasper Avenue for the festival, and we got it. Mm -hmm. Well, it was great. Everything was walkable. The weather was great. That was just the added bonus. The weather was the icing on the <laughs> yes, cake. Was. You couldn't have paid enough money to get that yeah. like that. Um, I'm thinking that you didn't get much sleep over that uh, couple of no. weeks. No, because, you know, the, the details and the execution are so important now. There's an army of people that made this successful. Mm-hmm. And the Edmonton way is to have volunteers be part of that army of good people. And we had, it was close to a thousand people who volunteered their time, worked parts of the festival, and everyone came together. But, you know, that's the first smile that you see on people's faces when you arrive from another city. People looking for information, someone welcoming you. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it just put on such a great uh, show for this city in terms of how we can be so hospitable for, for the entire nation. There's only one thing that could have made it better. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, uh, mm-hmm. Jalen, let's be honest, having especially the guys from down south in your locker mm. room is like having one, someone sleep in your bed. Yeah. It, it's not a good yeah. uh, scenario. We want to be there. We missed it this year. We're not happy about that. When you when you miss the playoffs in any league and in our league, there's nine teams. We always yeah. basically count on being in the playoffs, and we want to host a playoff game. Never mind being in the playoffs. Yeah, we didn't do it, and we have some adjustments and fixing to do because uh, that that you know we're not going to settle for that. But going forward into next year, we've already been making some moves, and Brock and Jason Moss are busy tweaking things and making some adjustments. And well, and some changes announced today. Absolutely. Uh, Mike uh, Benavides, mm-hmm. our uh, defensive coordinator, is no longer with us. And um, we have Rob Ralph from Scouting as well, who has left. And, uh, you know, some notable people, uh, good people. And it's just a combination of having to fine-tune things. And uh, Corey McDermott, who is our special teams coordinator, is no longer uh, with us as well. But also, there's also another element this year. It's our uh, new cal- salary cap mm-hmm. um, f- 
for non-players in the CFL, and that's being introduced next year. So it has ramifications for some of the uh, decisions that have to be made because there's a headcount component, and then there's also a dollar component. And you know what, Len, and I, I and it's got to be tough because some of these uh, folks have been, you know, with the team for quite some time. There's that history there. That's there's a, a little bit of legacy there. Yeah. And but when it comes down to it, it's it's the business, and it's about uh, the product on the field it and is. the friendship part of it has to be put aside. I I feel for anybody yeah. in a management position yeah. that has to make those tough decisions and have those conversations. Oh, Jalen, you 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 nailed it. It's a uh First, human beings are human beings, and you mm-hmm. got to do whatever you do with respect. And the people that have done so much and given 100% to you have to be acknowledged. But there are business decisions that have to be made, and we know, we hear it every day from our fan mm-hmm. base. You know, the fans aren't going to be happy <laughs> with the status quo. So we can't just stay stagnant. We have to recognize that, listen to the people, but then we have to make decisions. And sometimes they're not popular decisions. Yeah. Sometimes they are popular decisions, but we got to do what we think is right for the long-term uh, sustainability of the organization. A question for you at uh, at the Grey Cup itself. When it comes right down to that day inside that stadium, yes. who is running that at that point? Is that the CFL? Is that the Eskimos? How does that break down? Because I think things switch over at some point. Yeah, great question. <laughs> so it's a combination of a lot of people. We as hosts know the stadium better than anyone, Mm -hmm. so we have a key role. But the league comes in and basically takes over what goes on on the field. So everything you see, including the sponsorship signage, because there's a changeover to the sponsors with Grey Cup versus the regular season. The football operations side is taken over by the league. The commissioner comes in and he hosts some VIP, so he's got, he had the Jackie Parker room this year. Mm -hmm. So they're in charge of that, but the hosts have to play a key role because that's what distinguishes mm-hmm. what we do versus when it goes into another city. So all of our staff that works all, all year long with the Eskimos had an, an active role on game day. Plus we have the city of Edmonton. So our landlord owned by the city, the stadium is, uh, they bring in staff, security. So those are the regular people that work all year long, but it's supplemented with some extra people with the league. But uh, most of the people are the people that work it all year long, but it's a combination of people working together. We had staff that we loaned from the Eskimos to help with the Grey Cup. We hired Grey Cup people on contract, but again, most of the people were volunteers yeah. that made it, brought the magic to it. It's a lot of moving parts, yeah. isn't there? I know that there was some uh, concern, a little bit of concern about just some of the movement, the flow of things, but when you get 55,000 oh, yeah. uh, people in that, and there's more, there's more stands, there's more whatever, that can prove to be a real challenge. What did you learn um, from this Grey Cup that we can take into the next one or the next time that we're lucky enough to host one? Well, a a lot. uh, What we're doing already is speaking to Calgary so that we give them basically a book the manual and what we did so that they can benefit from that experience. The uh, Calgary people as well, even though they were in the Great Cup, regardless, they were coming to watch what we were doing all week long mm-hmm. because they've got it next, so it holds the uh, bar high. One thing that we would not compromise was safety. So everything we did had safety as a component. Now, we talked about safety, and then we talked about fun. <laughs> Let's make sure when we host people, people have fun, mm-hmm. uh, allow them to partake in the activities. There were a lot of free events downtown, but the safety component was key and we worked hard behind the scenes and 
you know, it goes unnoticed, and thank God, because it should. Mm -hmm. But if, if something were to happen, people would be questioning what we did. We did a lot behind the scenes, and thankfully, there were very few incidents, minor incidents on game day, less than on a typical regular yeah. season game, which was fantastic. There were some pinch points. Yeah. I walked the stadium, and I was actually caught in some of the uh, traffic on the South End concourse. It's because there were tailgating, and that was emptying all at one time. Yeah. And let's be honest, our stadium, most stadiums these days have two levels of concourses. We have one. Yeah. We can't do much about that, so we try to just make sure that we plan things yeah. accordingly. But 55,819 people in the building wow, is a lot of people. that is a lot of people. I have to say, all I, as, as we're talking to this, I watched that. I watched the game at home, yes. and um, the, the fly pass uh, oh. with the snowbirds, and th it seemed to be one of the most uh, favorited uh, pictures, uh, tweeted pictures, yeah. and it, it was everywhere. As the, as the snowbirds came across, as the fireworks were going off just underneath them, lighting up the bottom the, the belly of the birds, really, yes. and in that beautiful red, and it was a beautiful clear night. To me, that alone, I mean, if, if folks yeah. realized the timing, the precision that it takes to get the snowbirds or any sort of aircraft flying over at that exact moment, yeah. Yeah. Um, you would be you you would probably you know be blown back a little bit because even that is a huge amount of work. Jalen, I know what that means to you. Mm -hmm. You know everything around the armed forces and mm -hmm. the role that you play is. Incredible. Incredible, And I was very lucky a few years ago on a Team Canada military mission overseas. And uh, Louise Desroches, who's based in Ottawa, organized it all. And I was I was with her on that trip a few years ago when we brought Sean White. Yep. And we had Ryan King as well. Yep. We went to Kuwait. We went to France and Ukraine. And uh, the timing and the planning, that we were talking about with that group for eight months now. <laughs> so you're right. Things look so easy when yep. you look at it. It's almost like a professional, our players on yep. the field. They make it look easy. But if you were just to try to do this and orchestrate it yourself, you'd see it's very, very difficult. I emceed an event once, and um, it was time, and again, and it was there was a fly pass. There yeah. was a, I think it was an F-18 fly pass or something. I can't remember who was flying past, but someone was flying past, and it was down to the minute. But the Padre, who was speaking just beforehand, going into O Canada, was yeah. two minutes short. Guess how late oh. the plane was? Oh. Two minutes, because oh. it was just like that. Yeah, uh, yeah a little frustrating, but anyway, it's yeah. still cool when they fly yeah. by. It is. Uh, let's take a quick break here. Len Rhodes from your Edmonton Eskimos joining me in studio this afternoon. I want to talk about um, what happened with the Mexican uh, officials, sure. that uh, relationship that's developing. I was really interested with that. We'll talk about that when we come back. joining me in studio this afternoon. We're kind of taking a look back at the Grey Cup and the Grey Cup Festival and all uh, that happened there. And did we ever get a, a ballpark number of the, the economic impact for the city? So we have independent people measuring it and um, we are estimating 80 to $100 million, Jay Lynn. And as chair of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce, that's extra <laughs> meaningful to me. But I, I got to tell you a story. On Sunday, Grey Cup Sunday in the morning, I was leaving the downtown site to go to the state Stadium. And I literally almost ran over the owner of uh, Roots Chris uh, <laughs> in the parking lot. And after apologizing, he put his head in my car and he said, Len, yesterday being the Saturday was the best single day in their business uh, history. Wow. So there's one. And yesterday I was at uh, Craft Beer Market and I asked uh, my waitress if it was busy at Great Cup. She said it was our busiest day ever. Yeah, so super. Uh, we estimate 
500,000 people uh, were involved in Grey Cup Week, 30,000 visitors and an economic impact of uh, north of 80 million. So that's incredible. And how about the the uh, the Halifax team? Oh, the Schooners the now. Schooners. Yeah. So that drew a crowd in itself because there's so much of, uh, affinity towards the thought of having 10 yeah. teams and really going coast to coast in this country to Halifax. Uh, that's, you know, there's a lot of steps to come with stadiums and decisions they have to make for funding. But... All CFL fans were happy about that one. Yeah, and so what does that you know what does that mean for the league? Yeah. That that one more team. What does that mean for the league? Truly, Canada's league. Uh, you know, no professional league has gone out into the Maritimes. You have the uh, you know uh, Canadian Hockey League, Junior mm-hmm. Hockey, but to have something at the professional level and to tie everything in from coast to coast, where it really is going to be Canada's true property, the yeah. CFL. You, like, there's nothing better. And again, they send hundreds of people to come to. Great Cup. They were amongst the first in line to buy tickets, and they're supporting uh, 100% this whole notion. And all of us, all the other nine teams, and the league office really wants this to happen. When we, when Andrew and I were doing our shows from our our trailer right there at uh, at the festival, um, some folks came in, and uh, they were saying, "Hi, Jaylen. Hi, Andrew." Uh, They had been from Edmonton originally. Now that they they had moved somewhere else, but this was their 22nd, 23rd Grey Cup. They traveled to every Grey Cup. They said, "This is our thing." This is what we do. And I said, why? And they said, look around. The people you meet, the party, yes. the fun. There's something there. I didn't I didn't necessarily uh, realize that it was that much of a, a yearly scheduled get-together party for so many people. It's incredible. So from my old CCM days, yeah. <laughs> gentleman with the NHL Canadian, Toronto office, Barry Monaghan, he's been to 30-some uh, except for one with the same group of friends. And he wrote me and I, I missed him this year uh, we were just uh, so busy with everything but it's incredible how so many people do that and you get to discover your country you get to banter with people have a beer yeah. wear your own team colors but for great cup everything goes because yeah. we're all one absolutely let's talk about this um what's what's happening with uh, with the mexican contingent that was here yeah so uh, randy ambrosi our commissioner has launched something called CFL 2.0. And the premise behind it is, let's think beyond our current borders. Let's think, let's look at everything we do and see is there something better, another another opportunity. And he's taken the lead on this and he's asked all the teams to be open-minded and see what we can do. So he's had many initiatives with this uh, group from Mexico. There's a professional league there, football. Mm -hmm. They have eight teams and their president and commissioner both came with their family. So they were a group of actually five that came and hung out at Grey Cup. So I had uh, the opportunity to take them and show them around. They were in awe. Yeah. <laughs> what they saw, though, quite frankly, they thought this is standard for every game that we oh do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Not so quite. Slow down. So when they were at the game on the Sunday, I said, you know, this this is really special. I don't want you to think that all the games yeah. are like this, although we're inspired to do things like this. And next year, each team will be sending two people. So uh, each GM, uh, Brock Sunderland in our case, will be taking a scout going to see what they have in terms of talent. Where it ends up going, Jalen, we're not exactly okay. sure, but it's a starting point to see how we can uh, have some synergies, look beyond our borders, and see if there's uh, some big ideas. It could could it end up that we play uh, a game down there like the NFL playing in Europe, that sort of thing? Absolutely yeah. possible. Uh, yeah. There's uh, no doubt about it. Uh, some of the ideas is uh, maybe for one or two teams to uh, contemplate that. 
maybe as early as next year. So uh, we'll see. We, the Eskimos, will be playing all our home games here uh, in Edmonton, so we won't be uh, partaking in that. Yeah. But actually, as we talk about that, our 2019 schedule is in talk the works. To you about that. Okay. What's going on? Yeah. So that's a uh, another big uh, bucket that we deal with uh, every year, and we're lucky in Edmonton that our stadium is available to us most of the time. There's a few blackout periods mm-hmm. for uh, some soccer and some concerts uh, possibly coming this year, but for the most part, we've submitted all our requests, and generally, we ask our fans, and they tell us they like the Friday games in the summer, and when you get to the fall after Labor Day, they prefer <laughs> Saturday, so we'll try to do that. We didn't like that we had three 8 o'clock starts this year. When I say we didn't like it, because our fans can't bring their kids. Yeah. So we've asked for earlier starts, and hopefully we get that. Within the next week or two, we should be issuing a schedule. Are we getting a dome? Or something going over? What's going on with that? <laughs> so one of the legacies coming out of the uh, Great Cup is, what do we do to leave a mark that goes beyond the one week that took yeah. place here? As you know, our 50-50 program is pretty outstanding. One of the ideas we've had is to allocate $500,000 for a field bubble. (laughs) So it's not a dome to cover the stadium, but it's a bubble like the U of A has. And it would allow the field to be used in the winter months. Because when you look out my office in the winter, nothing much is happening there. There's a lot of snow. There's land making snow angels. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's underutilized as a facility. You have all this overhead. So we've proposed that we would put the first $500,000. The project's probably going to be $3 million. Now, there's two important steps. First, the city of Edmonton has to see if it goes through their budgeting process. Um, And then we have to see if AGLC says it qualifies. But if it doesn't qualify from AGLC, we'll look at other ways of funding it because we want to do it. But we want to have skin in the game, and we think amateur sports could oh, come absolutely. there in the right yeah. in the winter time. And we want to also host CFL Week within the next few years, and do what we did for Grey Cup. You have what's been done in the past. We take it to the next level. We want to make CFL Week something that no one's ever seen. So just here, we're running out of time. I could talk to you for another half an hour. So when you talk about uh, the schedule, you know, getting finalized here in the next little while, uh, this past uh, year, the last couple of years, you've really made uh, a difference in trying to do the entertainment, getting yes. more and more entertainment yes. for the fans. Yes. What are you looking at for next year? Can you give us yeah. a sneak peek or are you going to say, wait and see? Uh, a bit of wait and see. <laughs> okay. There's uh, the marketing group and the ticketing group are working all various scenarios it really once the schedule comes out we can get much more precise but will there be a component that includes music yes but some feedback from the fans have been clear don't do rap all the time yeah. and <laughs> almost people are saying Len must be a rap uh, <laughs> uh, 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 fan actually I like rock so but I don't make all those decisions yeah. I let my people make those decisions but uh, you know we listen to our fans Entertainment's an important part, but it's the product on the field first. Mm-hmm. But we know that you, if you have a competitive product, people are looking more and more for other things because, like you did for Great Cup, you watched it at home on television, and then, you know, we don't have blackouts like yeah. we did years ago. Yeah. So people have options, so we've got to make that experience better. And some of the things that we saw very cool that worked at uh, tailgating uh, for Grey Cup was what went on at Clark Field. We may want to utilize Clark Field more before games. All righty. Len Rhodes joining us in studio. Just one other thing. The locker room sale taking yeah. place tomorrow kicks right. off at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, right? For season seat holders, 10 o'clock. For the general public, noon. Some of our players are going to be there signing autographs. You get to see game-used equipment, get your first dibs. 
Every year, there's some people that hang out in the parking lot starting at 2 in the morning. I'm not saying you should be there at 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. but if you want to have the best uh, choices, get there early, and it's a popular event. And you event. get to go right into the locker room. Uh, no, it'll be uh, in the uh, concourses. Oh, in the concourse. Yeah, okay, yeah. because that's an experience in itself. And we're still cleaning up that locker room. <laughs> we just discovered that the uh, uh, sauna got cracked because some player jumped in it, so we're going to address mm-hmm. that. The ceiling has to be repainted, but other than <gasps> that, it got out okay. So do you send a bill down to Calgary? You will see how much it costs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, they host next year, and we intend being in yes, their locker room. Yes, well, we look forward. I can't wait to already. Lynn Rhodes, thank you for coming in. Have Thanks, a great Jay weekend. Lynn. Have a wonderful Christmas. And uh, we're you. looking forward already to next year. Same to you, and thank you very much. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.